0: Hey, it's Kyle Dagostino with Pool and Company Architects with another episode of the Pool and Company podcast. Uh, we're an architecture firm located in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, we are uh, architects and interior designers, both. And uh, today we're going to be talking with John Poole, who is the founder and um, president of Pool and Company Architects Interior Design. Thanks for joining us today, John. I love it. <laughs> love being in front of a camera. John, John's actually always here. He's not just joining us today. This is actually where he comes to work every day with the rest yeah. of us. Yeah, That's, it is. I'm glad that you decided to do that again today. Um, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, sort of the uh, accomplishments for the year of 2022 and um also talk about um some some favorite projects uh for the year and just kind of get into a conversation about uh you know what uh you're thinking is going to be um you know where we're headed in 2023 and beyond so thanks for being here i know that uh the microphone and the camera are not necessarily uh, that uh comfortable <laughs> Yeah, I think you enjoy that a little more than I do. <laughs> just, I've got a little bit more practice. Um, so, you know, we're at the, the end of the year, um, 2022, and it's been a pretty good year for pool and company and for architecture in general. Give us your thoughts, you know, on, on the accomplishments for the year and just what, uh, you know, what's exciting you about what we've done and where we're headed.
1: I think we've, we've accomplished a lot this year. Um, we've done a lot of work um, more than, than I thought we had the capacity to do, but, uh, you know, we've been on a steady growth curve really for the past five years. Um, I think our capacity is significantly increased. We've got a great staff. I don't think a lot of people recognize, you know, what our capacity is and what our capabilities are. So I'm excited to, you know, kind of continue with that and, and, uh, just, you know, see where we can go from here.
0: Yeah, it's a good a good point. Uh, the firm started in 2005. Right. And you had how many folks in 2005? Years truly. <laughs> so one, firm of one. That's right. And, and so now fast forward
1: 17 years, and we have how many employees now? So we're at uh, 18 now. Um, so the growth was sort of you know, slow and steady until about 2017. Uh, we were, I think at about seven people when you joined Yep. and since 2017, we've gone from seven to 18. Uh, so it's been kind of a big leap for the past five or so years.
0: Yeah. That's a big jump. And, um, it's been exciting for sure to be part of it. So give us a sense for, you know, why the jump, like what happened, you know, what, what, contributed to you know that that strong move forward um and 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 you know and an idea about growth
1: yeah um that's a good question um you know when you came on board it was sort of a perfect storm we had two or three significant projects brewing and then um you know when you came on board um you brought some work with you and I think maybe just the synergy between us mm-hmm. has really kind of helped, um, you know, catapult that growth.
0: Right. And, you know, Done quite a bit of planning, too, right, in terms of strategic thinking about how to move forward, and that's been pretty awesome. I've been part of a lot of strategic planning sessions, as have you. In fact, we did them together in a previous life. Um, and they don't always, uh, you know, bring around the change that you're looking for. Or they don't get taken seriously. I mean, I really feel like our planning has, has set in motion some very specific thoughts and ideas about going forward, what, what stands yeah. out in your mind about you know, that planning?
1: Yeah, I think it's been sort of a shift from, especially in the last couple of years, from just more of a mom-and-pop kind of operation into a much more intentional planning and, and um, functioning more like uh, a big boy company. It was sort of a year-to-year effort for, for many years when we were a smaller business, but um, I, I think we both have done a really good job of being very intentional about setting goals and plans for the next year and, you know, even looking, you know, three years out and sort of setting the big, hairy, audacious goal and chasing it. Right. And uh, so I think that's been a big part of, uh, I would certainly like to think that all of that work has led to the results that we're seeing. Well, I mean, we've stayed on point. I think we've been
0: pretty aggressive about making sure that when we set goals, we actually um, work with our leadership team to make sure that those goals get met. Right? I mean, we're, not, we're probably like everybody. Maybe we don't meet them in the quarter that we would like to meet them, but we generally get them done by the end of the year. I think right. that's really positive and important. Um, you know, a lot of the employees here often talk about the, the culture uh, that has been created, and I always uh, tell people that that's really a top-down, you know, uh, deal. You know, it always it flows from leadership. Um, talk about that for you know for a minute. Like that's pretty intentional here too. I mean, I've worked at, at a few places, and it's it's not always uh, as
1: comfortable as it is here. I do think we have a great culture. We've got a really good group of people. Um, we have had. In the past five years, one person leave the company. um, That's a big deal. Which I think is, you know, says a lot. Mm -hmm. I remember as I was thinking about starting the company, I talked with an attorney, and the advice he gave me was, you know, make a list of all the things you don't like about the place where you are now, Mm -hmm. and make sure you don't repeat any of those things. (laughs) And so... Which is easier know, said than done, right? Yeah, it is. And there was a lot of good that I, you know, retained and tried to build on. And then there were some things that weren't so great that I made sure I didn't uh, repeat. And I think one of those is just, you know, placing a high value on your employees who are, you know, really the people that get the work done. They're the engine that makes it happen. You know, recognizing that work is not everything. Um, you know, we all have lives outside of the office and it's important to keep that balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think people thrive when they're in a in a place, a business place, where they can do that. Yeah, I mean, it's not to say that it doesn't get stressful at times,
0: right? Sure. I mean, sure. There's, that's, that's why they call it work, not go, right. going to fun <laughs> or going to work. But, yeah, I I've have sensed that in my five years here that the environment fosters um, – a less stress it's fostered a less stressful environment and and I think that the work actually gets done better um, more proficiently more thoroughly uh, uh, than when you've got you know a sort of a hammer hanging over your head I mean granted we always have deadlines right sure. I've, I've joked for years that uh, I have had a deadline since for the last 36 straight years, right? Ever since you got into the school of architecture, you were on a deadline and it was right. never going never gonna to end. Um, and you get used to that. But nonetheless, I think the, the environment that you've created here, uh, and the people that you've surrounded yourself with, that we have surrounded ourselves with over the last five years, um, are, are pretty calm, cool, and collected. And yeah, like you said, have a very good work-life
1: balance. Yeah, I think a big part of that, too, is the process. I know we harp on it all the time. Yeah. We call it a value stream map, but we we really focus on every step of the project that's required to be taken to get it from beginning to end. Um, one of the lessons learned from my, my previous 20 years mm-hmm. was that, you know, many times steps were taken without leadership being involved, and then leadership would insert themselves. And then the team would find themselves starting over and taking all those same steps right. all over again. So that leads to stress and frustration and inefficiency. Um, and so, you know, that's been a huge part, I think, Well, what, what, what ends up contributing to the culture, but leads to, um, you know, better product, better quality, more efficiency, uh, more profitability by adhering to that process and making everybody aware of it, right? And
0: and become masters of utilizing utilizing the process. Right. And one of the things we've talked about is if the if the process takes care of you know the way that we do the work, then it removes inefficiency, um, and. And time that you know you might spend reinventing the process, all that time gets folded back in, and now we can harvest that time to be you know, more creative right to be better problem solvers exactly and that uh, that's super exciting to me about um, what we do here at Pool and Company because you know we the more time we can spend. Uh, creatively solving problems, looking at things from all angles, understanding what all the issues are, and piling that into the to the thought process that creates you know success for our clients. That that's what matters, right? They don't want to watch us make the sausage and we don't want the making of the sausage to be more complicated than it needs to be. Right. Exactly. It's really not boring, right? Having a process doesn't mean that it's boring. It just means like what you said, it's just that it's efficient. It's streamlined and the value um, goes back to the clients.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Looking back at this year, uh, you know, what do you think uh, was, uh, uh, pool and company, you know a, a accomplishment uh, or what what rises to the top in your mind is something that you're really proud of that you know we've accomplished this
1: year that's a that's a tough one. To, well we've accomplished to a lot right? <laughs> yeah we have we have our size, I think has sort of surprised me mm-hmm. um, that we've continued to grow and continue to hire. Um, you know there's a little little buzz in the air about a recession, and you know sometimes yeah. you stop and wonder should we continue to hire, you know, with all this going on? But, um, you know, things look very positive and we're pressing on. Yeah. Well, plan. that's, us like you, we said a minute ago, the
0: luck favors the well-prepared, right? In other words, we've got a plan we're executing on a plan and it's, uh, it seems to be working. Granted, we have to evolve and we have to, you know, adapt to the conditions. Like you said, I mean, if this recession is here, like most people, like a lot of people say, and is, is going to be here for a minute, then, um, we have to continue to To adapt but that's why it's awesome to have the plan right because if you don't have the plan then you
1: don't have anything to adapt from or to right well to that end I think the other thing I'm proud of is we've continued to sort of expand our footprint um, Mm -hmm. in terms of the kinds of work we do we've always been a generalist practice and and done a variety of kinds of projects and you know through some of your efforts and a lot of your efforts in mine um, and others frankly yeah uh, you know, we've continued to expand our client base and the kind of work we do, which I think, you know, bodes well for an economy that might be impacted in one place or another.
0: Yeah. We've done quite a few projects this year. I think, is it over a hundred? Yeah. We've done over a hundred projects. Um, any one of them stand out as one that you're most excited about? Um, doesn't have to be the most complicated or what, right. whatever, but just right. what is what, what excites you about, you know, uh a particular project or projects um, or market sector? maybe. Yeah,
1: um, you know, we've been doing quite a bit of multifamily work um, with a one particular development group and, and, you know, one of their projects that we're kind of in the early stages of design, um, Hill House Condominiums in Tuscaloosa, I think is going to be a really mm-hmm. nice exciting um, and transformative project on Lake Tuscaloosa and in the uh, North River community. So yeah. I'm excited to see that one come together. Yeah, that is, that's a really nice
0: project, and, and it is uh, somewhat complicated, but it's been an exciting problem to try to solve. Right. To uh, put yeah. together, how many units is that project? Uh, 36. 36 units, a marina, a marina store, a restaurant. Parking deck. Parking all right, parking deck, the grounds, the landscaping, the civil. Yeah, it's been a it's, it complicated, but a fulfilling project for sure. Yeah. Seventeen years—it's nothing to, to uh, shake a stick at, right? I mean, that's a that that's a, an impressive uh, career for anybody. In fact, you had twenty years before that, so you mm-hmm. got about thirty-seven years in this business. What uh, differences have you seen? I know this is a big question to ask, but over the last thirty-seven years, you know, uh, practicing architecture in Birmingham your whole life, you know, what what jumps out at you as something that's significantly different in the practice? From when you started to, you know, to
1: where we are now. Well, technology for sure has been a big shift. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I started, it was pencil on vellum and ink on mylar. Um, I, I don't even know what you're uh, talking about. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. <laughs> uh, I remember seeing you in the bathroom trying to clean your pen out along with me. Yeah, so there's been a huge shift there um, in just the use of technology. Now our ability to, you know, see things three-dimensionally and present things three-dimensionally, which is a huge benefit to our clients and to us, frankly. It it is interesting that, um, you know, in spite of having all those tools, the the product we deliver, which is a set of documents, is dumbed back down to a set of two-dimensional drawings. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see how, you know, the technology will continue to evolve and how what we deliver to a contractor for construction might change. Yeah. Because it does seem a little odd that we have all these really great, um, you know, tools to model and visualize the building. In the third dimension. But then we hand somebody (laughs) a sheet of paper. Right. Which is Uh, the same sheet
0: of paper we handed them 37 years ago. That's right. Right. Yeah, um, just drawn with a different kind of pencil. I mean, there's, there's no doubt that there are um, places in the country where folks are using that technology, probably at a at a higher rate and right than than we are here. But um, I, I agree with that. You know, in sort of the making of architecture, you know, the design of architecture. Is there anything that you've seen in maybe in just in the last five to ten years uh, as it relates to Birmingham? growth trajectory that we're on here is there anything that jumps out at you with regard to you know the place where we design most of our our
1: buildings well birmingham has you know gone through a huge transformation even in the last 10 years yeah um you know just from our from the windows of our office building on morris avenue you know looking west and south yeah uh, the you know, evolution of the medical center, with children's and UAB, and the ballpark, and uh, you know railroad all park. of the railroad park, yeah. and all of the uh, you know the, the the shift of living downtown has been awesome. Yep. But we've sort of had a front row seat to to see all of that take place. Yeah. The you've had a variety of clients uh,
0: over the years. What what market sector are you, are you most uh,
1: excited about or interested in as we go forward that's tough um i mean i've I've, you know my whole career i've always been had the opportunity to have variety Mm -hmm. um and i and i think while our same kind of problem solving approach applies um, across the board, it's enjoyable to, to be able to kind of shift gears from one project to the next to move from healthcare to multifamily right. or to working for a state or, or, or county agency to, yeah. you know, tackle their problems for them. Well, it's also a smart business move, right, to be diversified right. across all, as many market sectors
0: as possible. What do you think the, um, you know, the future holds ultimately for Pool & Company, you know, fast forward five years from now? do we, do we reach our BHAG? Do we get to, you know, to where we, we think we want to be?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've, you know, talked about it for years, but, um, you know, we've made an impact um, on this community and, and others. We've, you know, certainly made an impact in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. over the past five years. Um, but, you know, want to continue to do that in a, in a much larger way. Right. Um, so, you know, we're pursuing, those kinds of opportunities and trying to position ourselves to be able to do that. Yeah, well, I look forward to doing that with you, John.
0: Thanks for uh, uh, sitting through this um, podcast with us and offering uh, your thoughts about pool and company and and the successes that are out in front of us. Appreciate yeah. it. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>